Welcome to another episode of our Inner Sparks Featured Stories. I am Lily Yen, your host of this podcast and founder of Our Inner Sparks Network, a network of ordinary women sharing our extraordinary stories. We all have so many inspiring women around us in our lives, our sisters, our neighbors, our friends, our mothers, our grandmothers, and our daughters. We need to acknowledge and celebrate each of these women's successes. Let's do that together. Let's use these opportunities as ways to inspire and empower each other and others. Join me to discover, embody, and share our inner sparks. Today, we'll have the pleasure to meet Chelsea Rodriguez. She's the owner and head trainer of Whole Health Strength and Fitness. Chelsea helps clients achieve overall lifestyle transformations, especially in weight loss and strength building. She's passionate about helping people see and reach their full potentials and recognize the greatness that lives within them. Chelsea's ultimate goal is to help people see how worthy and amazing they are, to treat themselves like they love themselves, as well as to teach people to prioritize their own needs. Chelsea is truly an inspiration. Through all the amazing work, Chelsea is empowering everyone to have healthy mind, body, and soul. Hi, Chelsea. How are you? I'm good, Lillian. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your inspiring story. Just can't wait to get it all started. Before we start, do you mind giving us a self-introduction of who you are and what do you do in the world of fitness and wellness? Of course. Uh, so my name is Chelsea, and I am a personal trainer, head trainer, and owner of Full Health Strength and Fitness. I've been a personal trainer now for four and a half years. I went to Conestoga College for fitness and health promotion, and I got a job in the industry as a fitness instructor uh, before graduating, worked as a fitness instructor for a year, and then got into personal training. Did that for a year as well, both in the corporate realm of the industry. And then after my year experience in both positions, I branched out into my own work and began subcontracting as my own entity in, mm -hmm. in the industry. I was doing that for three years and three and a half years. And April 1st, I got my own studio now. Uh, uh, so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it is really exciting. I'm really happy that I've was able to continue pushing myself to this point and hmm. forward. Uh, I specialize working with lifestyle transformations. I work mainly with women and particularly working with fat loss, but I have a lot of experience in helping clients through injuries and gaining muscle mass as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I also run empowerment retreats, so I have a huge focus in my work on mindset as well. Uh, my whole purpose and idea with my work is to try and encourage and teach my clients that they already have everything they need in their life and that they're already worthy. I'm really trying to change the stereotype in the industry. Uh, the industry has a huge focus on aesthetics and how people look. 
And I teach my clients that it's not about how they look, it's about how they feel. And I work with my clients one-on-one and in group settings to try and help them get to a better place on the inside, which naturally reflects outwards as well. Because most people, once they can get their mind set in the right place, uh, that is when they stop paying attention to their weight and their body image. And the weight naturally uh, falls off so much easier at that point as well. So I really teach my clients to focus inwards while still having, of course, a huge focus on their physical body as well. As right. we're, my focus is exercise, but training my clients to exercise for a greater quality of life rather than to look a particular way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said, because uh, a lot of people can be fixated on a number. And uh, when that number doesn't change, even though that their body mass is very different, right? And, and the, that number may not change, but they're looking great and potentially even feeling great from a health-wise. Uh, but that kind of that number, if it's fixated on, sometimes can misguide you, right? And, and make, you feel, yeah, make you feel like you're not successful. So yeah, it's, it's great really that you mm-hmm. have a hard time with that. And that's why I'm always bringing them back to their goals. And the one thing that I've been really like focusing on with my clients is when we're doing goal setting, I ask them to step into that goal in like an emotional way, whatever their goal may be. Again, I try to have them make goal, create goals that are not about a number or uh, an aesthetic goal. Right. Um, But then when they make their goals, I ask them to go back and ask them what it feels like to be there already so they can start to energetically shift into what that energy would feel like when they're at their desired goal so that they are already becoming happier with themselves with where they're at. Yeah, Uh, It's definitely a harder process. Like it takes a lot of consistent work and like forever. It's a lifelong journey. You can't just work on your mindset for a month, get into a good place and think you're okay. It's something <laughs> that you have to continue to, to work on, just like exercise as well. You can't just work out, lose weight, and then stop exercising thinking you can just maintain that. Yes. That's why I like what you said. I think it's a lifestyle transformation. It's not just a a one-time period, a diet, (laughs) right? And it's it's actually Mm -hmm. everything in your life that you kind of add together and transform into a a whole new way of living. Exactly. I really like to know, like, you know, you talked about how at the beginning of your career, you did uh, work for others um, and you had worked a lot also in the corporate world. Um, I wanted to know, like, what, you know, what made you decide to pursue a career path with your own business? I loved the work that I was doing in the corporate field. I absolutely loved the impact that I had on people's life. The work that I was doing brought me so much joy, and I just felt really good doing it. In the corporate field, I had so many uh, compliments from people who weren't even my clients about how good I was, and they could see in my energy and the way that I was coaching, how invested I was within my clients, because I really loved what I was doing. I just, to be honest, hated the corporate side of the industry. I hated the pressure of sales. I hated that trainers were idolized for how many clients they had and how much money they made for the company versus how they were able to actually help their clients point where I just could not handle it anymore. As much as I loved what I was doing, I was not happy with where I was doing it. It came to a point where I either had I had two options. I could branch out and try to do it on my own because I loved what I was doing mm-hmm. or 
go back to school and find something else to do with the rest of my life, which didn't feel like a good option to me because I really do love what I do. Mm-hmm. So going back to career was not the option that felt right to me. Right. So I just then, right, like as soon as I reached that point where it was like enough is enough, I made some connections. I reached out to people within the community, other small fitness studios, and I found a place that worked perfectly for me at the time um, and went out on my own. I mean, it was really hard at the beginning. Yeah, I was going to ask, what was your biggest challenge as you started? It was not easy at all. When I left the corporate field and I started on my own, as I was saying, it's really hard to build a clientele when you're in a private studio because you don't have people walking in every day like you do at the corporate gym, signing up, already coming to a place to get healthy. Like It was a lot easier to find clients when you're already in an environment where people are showing up every day, signing up for memberships and have goals in mind already that they want to reach. Right. When I was when I branched out on my own, I didn't have people walking in the studio. The people who were in the studio were already existing clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a smaller studio, so there wasn't a huge like it wasn't very popular. It wasn't really well known that people were just walking in looking for help. Uh, so it was really hard because I really had to branch out in the community. I had to engage in community events. I had to go knock on like. I had to go to businesses and ask to like have flyers and cards there. Uh, Like what's it called? Like stomping the pavement. Like I literally had to like get out in the community, work really hard to get my name out there and known within my area. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then when I was starting to get more recognition and I was participating in like health and wellness events and events happening in the downtown, I had my cards and information and businesses in the area that I was working in. That still wasn't naturally just bringing clients to me. So I had to continue to work on my building up my audience, my network, right. um, which was the biggest challenge because while doing that, even though I was working so hard and so many hours, there was no income following it. So it was really challenging because I live alone and I have bills and I wasn't able to pay them. So I had to get a part-time job. Mm-hmm. When I actually started on my own, I was working two jobs as well as building up my network just because that's how uh, unstable the income was when I didn't have any clients. Yep. So it took me, well, it's taken me over three years of building up my network from like the ground up within my community to get to a point where I can now open my own studio, um, which was the biggest challenge. And I feel like most people would not make it this far because having to go through that and not having money coming in, it is really hard and it can be super discouraging. And I know a lot of people, they want results right away or they need the money right away because like me, a lot of people have bills. So it comes to a point where you have to choose what's more important. And I feel like most people would quit. Yeah. And and I was just going to say it took a lot of courage because it's, you know, extremely uncertain, right? Those times when the income's not stable, like you said, um, it does take a lot of courage for you to stay in it, stay focused. So, you know, it speaks a lot to why you started doing this in the first place, the passion that you yeah. have. Good on you. And you. like I said, congratulations. It's amazing you're opening that new studio. And I know with, you know, opening studio as normally as a challenge in itself, but doing so during the COVID-19 situation has <laughs> <laughs> really made it very difficult for many people to start their businesses within that time period. For but, sure. Uh, yeah. So for sure. 
tell, tell me, like, I mean, through these journey and you talked about, you know, uh, persevering through that difficulty and the challenge, what did you learn about yourself? So I learned that I can overcome anything that kind of comes in my way, any uh, challenges or obstacles that life throws at me. I've been able to see through my own journey and my own experience that I am very adaptable. Um, so I adapt easily to change. I'm quick to respond to change as well. And I'm very proactive and willing to do what it takes so that I can succeed. Yeah. I've also yeah. learned throughout the process, going through all the challenges that I had, that my happiness is important enough to me to go through those challenges, knowing that on the other end will come greater happiness and light. So. And the reward doesn't come in the monetary perspective only. <laughs> it's nope, it does, but it, you know, a lot of it comes from that, that happiness that you gain from doing what you love to do and seeing the results in other people. And I've seen some of that social media outlet that, um, or social media posts that you've, you've shared, uh, not yeah. just you know, success of women that's really um, persevered through their own journey. Um, and, and, and been rewarded with their own achievements in, in fitness. It's just amazing some of the things that you guys share. Zora. Yeah, uh, my client's honestly amazing. And honestly, if it wasn't for my clients, I probably wouldn't make it this far. Like, they inspire me every day. Aww. Yeah. They it's motivate me and make me want to be there for them because I don't know what it is, the people that I attract. I just attract people that are so genuine and so real and really want more for themselves and know that they deserve more. So the people that come to me, like they're fully committed and they are like, mm -hmm. they're so good. It is such a pleasure to be able to work with them and help them. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Some of the transformation I've witnessed and it's great that you're also sharing their success with everyone else because then people can see and feel encouraged, right? Um, yeah. These are people in their community. There's these are, you know, girlfriends that they have in their neighborhood. So it's amazing that we're celebrating those successes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like it's very important to yeah. be expressing my gratitude and like how proud I am of them because I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be where I am today either if it wasn't for my clients. And yeah, that's another difference between that and the corporate type of um, gym, right? So, you know, in that, like, I, like you said earlier, the measurement of success is, is different. They look at number of sales or number of membership they sell and people attending class um, where I think the measurement of uh, uh, success here is really the, the success of the individuals. The, yeah, and that's what I was just going right? to say. If my clients weren't, if my clients weren't able to, like were working with me and not actually achieving their goals or changing their lifestyle, I would have no business. So it's really nice to have clients that want that for themselves and work hard for them that on for themselves. That's the other thing I, that is like a benefit of having my own studio and being self-employed is I've now built myself up enough to a point that you can go on Google, find my studio page, find all my reviews and information about me, go on social media, find me very easily. Uh -huh. So people who are connecting to me and reaching out for help, they are people like they've already made their decision. They know they are committed. They have a goal and they want to achieve it. Whereas when you're in the corporate field, people don't necessarily have 
aren't as committed to their goals. I found like a lot of my clients when I was in the corporate field, I was always on top of because they were almost forced into training because of the pressure of sales. Mm. Whereas with me, because it's so natural and organic people, when they come in, they already know they're already driven and they're already committed. I don't have to pressure anyone to do anything. I don't follow any of the steps of sales that I've been taught in any retail or corporate gym. Mm. I meet with my clients one-on-one. -on -one. They go over their goals with me. I do like a movement assessment with them. I go over their lifestyle with them and I just like have genuine conversation and like am genuinely interested in them. Mm -hmm. And I tell them my rates at the end of the day and if, or the end of our meeting. And if someone's not interested or they don't feel like it's affordable for them, I have different services to offer mm -hmm. that there is usually a service that is affordable to someone when they're coming in that they usually commit. But even if it's too expensive for them and they're not ready to commit, there's no pressure. So um, I find that people naturally feel more comfortable with me knowing that too, because when they are ready, they come around and they know there's no judgment or hard feelings and that right. they're just as welcomed as they were on the first day they walked in. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's not really like a sales pressure, right? It's really oh. you're genuinely caring for that person. And uh, you mentioned Can't about change in anyone. That's exactly. I was just going to say, too, um, there's got to be readiness. Yeah. Right. On their side, right? On the client side, for sure. Um, and so you mentioned something about empowerment retreat. Yeah. Do you want to give us a little bit more uh, detail on that? Because it sounds really exciting. I think you get a, a group of women together and help yeah. them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the empowerment retreats, I started alone in Cambridge. I rented out uh, above monograms. And at that time, it was called a Journey to Self-Love program. And it, there was a group of six women. And the course for the empowerment retreats are ran very similarly. But for the empowerment retreats, I have a business partner. Mm -hmm. So we tap into a little like different things because we have different expertise. We're professionals in different worlds of health and wellness and empowerment. Right. But both retreats focused on uh, empowerment coaching. So we did a lot of work on mindset, confidence, uh, meditation, spending time in nature, dancing and using your voice to express yourself. Uh, my empowerment retreat business partner, she is a burlesque dance teacher and empowerment coach and a sex educator. So partnering with her for our retreat uh, has allowed us to kind of tap in to a lot of shame that women holds around like their femininity, their sensual and sexuality which I feel most women have traumas or shame around. I'm so grateful to have partners with her because I recognize how shameful women are to express themselves in these ways or even talk about uh, their se sexual preferences or how sensual and confident they feel in themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's truly empowering in all realms. We touch on physical health. Our retreat includes exercise. We have yoga daily. Fresh food from the land is like made at the retreat center for us. Every day we have a workshop that we run whether it be on physical health, mental health, confidence. And then we also have a goal setting day where we go over everything that we learned and we work with the woman one-on-one -on -one, uh, to help them create realistic goals and an action plan uh, based on what stood out for them the most in the retreat. 
throughout the retreat, we also have daily meditations and we run fire ceremonies as well. So we, it, it's mostly focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing right. with a huge aspect of physical wellness incorporated. Mm-hmm. So the workshop and teachings are more based around the mental, emotional, and spiritual health. But we incorporate physical health by having exercise daily, whether it be burlesque dance class or boot camp led by me and the, da- the daily yoga. Mm-hmm. Our retreat is ran in Costa Rica. It's I was going to say, whereabouts? <laughs> sounds, sounds yeah. <laughs> so we ran our first retreat in Costa Rica in January, and that's where we're, we're going to be going in January again, unless because pandemic um, Borders are still closed and travel is not an option. Then we're splitting the retreat in two segments. So we'll have a part one and a part two held locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our plan is to turn the retreat into a 10-day retreat so that we can have two free days. Still running it in Costa Rica and then having a part two that's just a weekend at home as a follow-up. Um, kind of checking in with our clients who were on the retreat to make sure that they're working on their goals. Um, as a way to hold them accountable and a, a refresher on everything they've learned and more. Right. Right. That sounds wonderful. That's a lo- uh, and, and like you said, it's really the mind, body, and soul, everything all incorporated in one. So it sounds amazing. Yeah. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations on that too. Thank you. That is my focus though. That's why I chose the business name that I did too, having it be whole health, mm-hmm. strength and fitness as like I'm a fitness center. Um, so that is the primary focus, but the business name refers to uh, how I help clients create lifestyle transformation. So the focus is not only on the mind, the mo- uh, body, but also the mind, spirit, and yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you touch upon so many things, and you're helping many to stay healthy in various ways. Um, what do you enjoy out of the? What do you enjoy the most out of the experience that you are having right now? Um, so for me, it's, I, I love every day of what I'm doing. I love being able to wake up and inspire even just one person or teach one person something new about themselves that they can value. I don't know. It makes me feel super grateful, super proud. To be honest, that's like what makes me feel successful is when I can actually spark change in someone. Um, not necessarily the money I make, like it makes me really proud of myself and of my clients to be able to watch and be a part of their journey and transformation. And that alone is what gives me gratitude and makes me feel successful. And it's like I said, have my clients inspire me, uh, being able to like be a part of their journey and help them change is what is inspiring to me. It is a huge motivation to me to know that I can be such a strong force of change in someone else's life. That's nice. Um, yeah, it, it fuels me. It, yeah. really- That's wonderful. So I know like all human at times fall short of what we even teach and preach, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, at least I do. Uh, what do you say, do. right? Uh, so from mind, body and soul perspective, what do you say is your hardest area that at a personal level, you have a harder time to stay on track. And then what do you do to motivate yourself to get back on track? I agree with what you said that everyone has their flaws and we're naturally human. So we're obviously going to have our days of feeling down. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, what has been the greatest tool in those areas is the mindset work that I've been doing and how mindful and self-aware I am of myself. 
So I have, for me, my biggest struggle has been my physical health in the regards to my body. I am super healthy when it comes to like testings at the doctors. I'm very strong. I have lots of muscle, but I grew up very overweight with a very unhealthy lifestyle, very unhealthy diet and mindset. So I catch myself slipping in regards to my mindset. Sometimes I notice I have thoughts um, that hold me back, which trigger me overeating because that's a problem that I've dealt with for a long time. I love food. I can eat when I am not hungry. I see food and I want it, which is what's uh, had me being overweight at such a young age and for so long in my life. However, being so self-aware, I recognize when those things are happening and I'm finally at a point now where I have found what's worked for me to allow me to still reach my goals and remain grateful during even those hard times. So um, since January, I've really found what has worked for me to stop me from overeating. So, and this is why I don't create diets for people is because diet is so personal and it's really trial and error. And anytime I've made meal plans for clients, no client has ever sticked to a meal plan that I've created for them. And it's really just created more trauma and guilt than it has been useful and beneficial for them on their journey. Mm-hmm. So I make recommendations with my clients and I create small changes over time, which is what I've done with myself as well. And now only in January, I have found what works for me. And that's been intermittent fasting because I love eating so much. I, can, I was always over consuming calories, even though I was eating healthy because I just like to eat so much. So I don't eat now until about noon. Uh, anywhere from like 11.30 to 1 p.m. is when I have my first meal. So it allows me to eat less throughout the day, which allows me to reach my goals and feel good even when I am overeating, knowing that I'm still eating less and I'm eating healthy foods and fueling my body. And recognizing that when I was having hard thoughts, I overate. Now when I'm having heavy thoughts, I like to go for walks or I'll read a book or I'll do something else to distract myself that allows, not even distract myself, but I'll do something when I'm having those thoughts that bring back good feelings to me so that I'm not trapped in a place of negativity where the response then is to just go eat food and binge. Right. Um, So those would be my faults, I guess, is like I still slip into some negative thoughts, which is bound to happen to everyone. And now I'm finally at a place where I can say I have overcome the food side of that. But those have been my two hardest struggles is heavy thoughts, negative thoughts and overeating or emotional eating. Uh So I've now worked through the emotional eating side of things. But I know for as long as I'm alive, I will have days where there are heavy thoughts I don't get hard on myself about them because I know it's part of the experience of being human. And I believe in like the yin and the yang and like balance in life, chaos and order. So I know that as positive as I am every day, it's natural and it's bound to happen for me to have days that are heavy and feel negative. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just accept them as they are and I do what I can to feel the emotions and do things to still that still allow me to have a good day at the end of the day, even when I'm having those hard times, recognizing that we are human mm-hmm. and to step 
out of shame and guilt that we associate and attach to ourselves when we are having those hard moments and recognizing that it's part of the human experience and kind of just feel through it and let it go and find things that help you feel good so that even on those days you our clients and people we're working with can learn to still have good days at the end of those hard days. Yeah. You know, the fact that it is very normal for everybody to have that up and down, that's a part of life, right? It is. Life is not a smooth journey because if it is, it would be actually boring. Yeah. (laughs) The low days days that make the high days feel so much better. And, but it's also the low days make you feel more human as well, that these things actually all occur right and we're not invincible and it's okay well i think being yeah and being open about that too and vulnerable allows you to accept that more easily too yeah and the other thing i think you know you talked about how it took you a long time to get to where you are now with some workable strategies for you one is everybody's unique you kind of have to figure out what works for you. But I think the motivation is, as you said, it has to come from that emotion and the, the vision of what, who you want to be and where you want to end up in your life. Yeah, and exactly. you have that vision and emotion tied to it, um, then you move towards to what you know, works best for you and, and explore, yeah. keep on exploring until you find something that works. And like you said, yeah. you, know, you found something, congratulations, that's awesome. And, yeah. then, and then that's kind of the, you know, lifestyle change that you were talking about in the first place. It is not something that it's not like a a trick or magic pill or something. A lot of people hope for that. Yeah. Everyone hopes for that because it would be so easier. But then it goes back to that point that when it's easy, it's boring. And this is like one of like my favorite hiking lessons or like from climbing mountains. The journey up is so, so hard. But that's what makes you appreciate it more when you reach the top of the mountain. So by actually like having to work through all this and have patience to get to where you want to be allows you to be so much more grateful for your journey once you reach that point of that you've been working towards rather than just having this one thing that like can help you lose all your weight within like a month like I feel like having to go through those hard times leads you to a place of greater appreciation. Yeah. And a lot of times when you take the shortcut, you end up having that rebound, right? And because yeah, you exactly. didn't really build the right foundation to get to where, where you wanted to go to. So yeah, yeah well said. I, I love a lot of what you talked about. I think your programs sound awesome. Um, no wonder your clientele, yeah. you know, are so loyal and, and <laughs> wonderful. Um, what is next for Chelsea? Uh, We're working on our next retreat for January, hopefully in Costa Rica, if not our two-part series locally. Uh, Finding a way to balance my online programming with my in-person programming. Since the pandemic, I've had to turn all my programs online, doing live workouts. I've actually reached audience that are outside of my community. I have clients in the States, I have a client in Mexico, I have clients in Toronto, Own Sound, Guelph, a lot of surrounding areas where people can't make it into the facility and want to continue with my programs because they love them so much. So I'm trying to find a way to balance the scheduling of the online work with my in-person work, hiring instructors to help me run more classes so that I can provide more to my clients, and personal life. Thanks to the pandemic, I'm working on trying to create more downtime in my life. I am the type of person that 
feels happy when I most happy when I am productive. But the pandemic has also showed me the importance of having days where you do absolutely nothing and how beneficial it actually is for creativity and also just beneficial in the sense that it allows me space to reflect so that I can show up every other day as my best and most authentic self. So working on finding that balance between work and life more uh, and not just I have a really good work-life balance, but pre-pandemic, my work-life balance was like working and then participating in activities that I love because I love being busy so much. So now trying to integrate more time to just not do anything and just have days where maybe all I do is have a bath and read a book. Like you so said, it helps with the creativity is when the downtime happens, right? And, and yeah. I found too, normally when I'm sitting down, uh, just chilling. And that's when all the ideas start <laughs> flooding in. So it's, it's yeah. really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah, I'm grateful for this experience because it's really helped show me that I need that in my life as well, which I've always known. I've just found ways to relax in other ways by like going for walks or uh, whatever it may be that I do. But really moving forward, just trying to create more time to have nothing right. planned and nothing going on, which is why I want to hire instructors as well so that I can provide more for my clients while also like still having time and space for myself. Yeah, that's exciting as well. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's so really good. I think you mentioned what you saw as success, but in this next final segment, we're going to talk about in search of true fulfillment. There are three questions. Answer with 10 words or one sentence for each. The first one. Let's start with, how do you define success? Success for me is more about a feeling than a material or success to me is not necessarily about what I have in my life in regards to like a home or money, uh, but more how I feel on the inside. So success to me is like that feeling of happiness, waking up every day, working like everyone else, but feeling good about it. Very good. So then talking about happiness, what makes you happy in life uh, so what makes me happy in life really is being around like good people and spreading good energy and wisdom and knowledge with others sharing my gift with the world mm -hmm. and finally what is one thing that you like everyone to take away from your story to help ignite or harvest their inner sparks one thing to take away I have to say one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's so many things in here. So what's the most yeah. thing? If they walk away with nothing else, what would it be? <laughs> I guess to be easy on yourself, recognize that you're only human and that even when you feel like you're not doing your best, that it's at the best at that time or in that moment. And accept where you're at. Especially now. I think that's critical. Yeah, be okay with wanting more for yourself, but make sure you're grateful for where you're at as well. And be light on yourself throughout the journey. Yeah, well said. I have to say, you know, you got so much going on and so many great programs and, you know, helping so many people in the community and now globally as well. So congratulations uh, on your business and your career. 
I, I'm so happy that I'm able to meet you as well. And I have to say, that's one of the things that I think the pandemic has helped as well. I think I'm spending a lot more time with people who are positive minded, share the same vision and share the same passion uh, to help others. And I was able to really connect with a lot more people like that online uh, while we're in social isolation. So I have to say, you know, it's been great getting to know you. And it's also been great surrounding myself with people like yourself to see all those positive energy. And it really helps on those low days for me. Like, uh, you know, when I was asking you about the low days and for me, when I'm low, I find, you know, being around people who are positive minded helps lift as well. Right. So well, that's a huge part of being able to succeed. Right. Like yeah. they say like the five, mo- the five people you spend the most time around. So your community really is a huge influence on you. And I think that's why another reason why clients may be so loyal to me is just because of how positive and supportive I naturally am. Yeah, you are absolutely and sure. reflect that on your social media every day. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It is a huge part of success. You need to be around people with similar goals or even if not yeah. similar goals, at least people that are uplifting and inspire you. Exactly. Uh, you want to do more and be happier. Yeah. So I'll be sharing all of your social media and website information on our show notes. And I want to thank you again for coming on the show and sharing your empowering story. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. If you enjoy our Inner Sparks contents, I encourage you to subscribe and follow and share with your friends and family. Your thoughts on this episode is encouraged on all our social media sites, which are listed in the podcast description. We'll have some engaging questions on the social media sites about topics touched upon within this podcast, where you can interact with one another. Feel free to share your own related experiences what you have learned from this podcast, and what you will take away as actions. Please always exercise mutual respect as we interact with one another. This network is a safe place for everyone to learn and grow. If you have any feedback on this podcast, the social media sites, and this network as a whole, please feel free to email me at ourinnersparks at gmail.com. Should you or someone in your life have an inspiring story you would like to see shared in our network, please feel free to email me with a nomination for future features. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Inner Sparks Featured Stories.